Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 126 of Soundwave. I'm your host, Matt, and joining me is my co-host, Carlos. Right here. How are we doing today, bud? It's been a long week. A long one. One week. Just one, one week. Well, Generally, it's been two weeks since we recorded the show, technically. Well, before between the we recorded last week though for yes, us. Yes, yes, we did. Yes. Like normally, like those two weeks will like go by really fast, but this one week has gone by. I know it felt like two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Let's uh, see. I uh, I got laid off, and then I got a call and got another temp job basically the next day, and I start Monday. So this this that and that surprised me. Like that amazing how quickly they are on the ball with that and getting you a job and stuff but like how these people keep saying that they can't find work anywhere and well it's a temp one, job and like that's still not, within one day you got hired somewhere like, it's, it's a temp job so i mean that's yeah. uh it's not it's not gonna be fun i can tell you that yeah true true i don't know i'm gonna miss not being able to listen to music while working that's yeah. that was great you got you got in a lot of new music too yeah. a lot of it that you the, all the different uh things at the beginning of the show hopefully we can keep up on that and stuff but it's gonna be a little harder i it's been one week and like i only worked like a day and a, and one hour since then so like i didn't get a whole <laughs> lot of new music and so no, that's all good uh any movies or anything you've been watching games no I, I actually i did watch uh I'm all caught up on American Gods. Okay, unless, how is that? I don't, actually, I don't know what, unless there's a, like, a new one that came out the like, last couple days. Uh, there's Sundays. There, yeah, so then I'm all caught up. And yep. Great. It's like, great. Like, I read Neil Gaiman's book. what I've book. heard from everybody so far. Like, I, I read the book, it. and like uh, it was great, the book. And they are doing a fantastic job like following the book. Like The casting's been perfect so far. Like They're really following the story. Like uh, I think they're expanding on like some stuff, like some of the... Somewhere in America, stuff there. I think they expanded a little bit on like where they just cut to like somewhere else. So, like this is happening at the same time. Right, and it's been pretty cool. There's also a they also cut to like a Nazi on board a slave ship. Like as like that's where he's like first brought into being like on the way to America. Okay, and, like, he basically incites the uh, the slaves to like how much their future is going to suck for the next hundred years, two hundred years, and more. So like you know maybe they could just rise up, rise up, and like burn the ship down and like yeah they're gonna die but they'd basically be a sacrifice for him like, so that basically they'd be they'd be giving themselves up for a higher uh calling mm-hmm. and which which basically will give like Nancy then more power because that's like sacrifice gives the like the gods more power and if nobody's read the book before like the gods in america aren't the same they're not like they didn't move to america after, like well they kind of did but they're not like for example uh like the Anansi in America is not the same Anansi that's from Africa. Okay, I think there's like a throwaway line in like the second episode where like uh, second or third episode where uh, uh, Mister Wednesday is like is telling Shadow that like yeah, there's a bunch of Jesuses out there. There's Mexican Jesus. There's uh, 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 white Jesus, and like there's a bunch of other ones. And like <laughs> it goes into this really racist joke about Mexican Jesus, like. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll have to watch the show to listen to that yeah, joke. It was really good, uh, the show. So far. I, I have been meaning to watch that, but there's a lot of shows and stuff that yeah. are on my plate right now. So I'll just wait till that one finishes up and binge it all at the same time. Uh, I I went to go see The Beauty and the Beast on Monday. How was it? <laughs> it was quite amazing. Uh, it had all the childhood feels, and it was like shot exactly like the the cartoon, except for some added things here and there. But overall, it was really cool. See, I was, I was, I, I, yeah, I've been, I was gonna see it when it came out, but I never did. And finally, I was just like, fuck it, I'll go do it. It was, and they're doing an Aladdin one too. Are they doing Aladdin? I think and they're it's gonna doing be, everyone. It's gonna of be them. musical. 
The next one's Pinocchio, and I guess Tim Burton's doing it, and I hope he doesn't ruin it like Alice in Wonderland. They already have a director for the Aladdin one. Like, it's going to be a musical and everything. Yeah, and yeah. I don't know what they're going to do about the genie, though, because, like, it, that's, the genie's Robin Williams. It's true, but they, that, they'll find somebody awesome. Sure. But, like, every single one of these ones that have come out that Disney have done live action have just been, wow. They've been so cool. They've no, they're like, yeah, we'll just do exactly what we did in the cartoon with a little bit different here and there. But, yeah, it was, it was really good. And then I forgot that... Uh, when Gaston shoots the beast at the end there, I'm like, oh, my God, I forgot that this happened. Oh, my heart beats. It was so good. And Emma Emma Watson or whatever was really cool. She, I didn't know she could sing. Um, yeah, it was good. Real good. Um, what else did I watch? Um, I, I just forgot. I forgot. I completely forgot. Oh, did you watch the trailer for the new uh, Star Trek Discovery? I did. And like, I, it looks... It yeah. looks all right, but you see, the problem is it's going to be on the CBS All Access, yeah. unless you live elsewhere than America. I'm, I'm, if you don't live in America, you can just watch on Netflix. Not on Netflix. But, yeah, on Netflix. Well, then they'll have to wait until it all gets released. No, basically, yeah, because yeah. like that's the only way. If you live in the uh, United States of America, the only place you can watch it is on uh, the CBS All Access. So like $10 a month just to watch there's there's alternatives, but yes. Yes, yes. there's uh, alternatives, but I'm just saying. <laughs> they are there. Uh, I think they're doing the first two episodes or something on TV, and then you have to watch the rest of it on all That's access. Just stupid. But uh, I I was not that impressed with the trailer. Uh, I don't like that they did J.J. Abrams. Worf. Uh, uh, um, um, what is Worf? Klingon. J.J. Oh. Abrams. Klingons. Like, I can. Well, it looks like they took the. Actually, I was fine with the Klingons and J.J. Abrams. Uh, really? Star Trek. Yeah. I, I was like, I really actually kind of dug the bald look for him. Yeah, but uh, except he just got this uh, this total prominent Klingon. Worf's look that... ponytail is bizarre. Right? Well, I mean, all Klingons have that really long hair. It doesn't yeah, have to but, have a ponytail. Yeah, but like the ponytail is the thing. only one with the ponytail. Yeah, he's the only one with the ponytail. But like, it kind of is really weird looking. I mean, I do like the regular Klingons and then from the show, it's compl- especially like in the later in the season, like when they, the seasons when they had like better, a little bit better makeup. Right, right. But uh, I don't know, like. I like it, the only weird thing is like they really stretched the noses a lot. Yeah, they did. They look really and then like, yeah. flat on their face and re- like fill their whole face. Well, did up. you ever see the Klingons in uh, original Star Trek? Yeah, they're just uh, some people in some <laughs> uh, just, cavemen like, robes or whatever. They don't have any. <laughs> they don't have any loaf on their forehead. No, no. Uh, but no, yeah, and then it just it just didn't seem like it fit. I was really hoping instead of trying to bridge some more gaps like Enterprise I hate the show I'm watching it right now I'm trying to get through it just so I can say I watch it all but I just don't find the interest of the stuff that happened before Kirk and them like I want to I want to continue the at the whole atmosphere and make it bigger instead of just keep going like this I, I can't bring myself to watch Star Trek like anymore I just listen to the podcast about right, them watching it right. so so you get to know everything then yeah, I, I, I well every once in a while greatest general like very rarely will they go into like the, some of the stuff that's right. going on in the background because that's not what the show's about. The show's not about research. <laughs> it's it's true. Uh, and then, oh yeah, I was going to ask you, did you watch the the Dark Tower trailer? I did. Uh, and what do you think? Because we had a big talk about that a few months ago or something. How excited you were about that coming out? I watched I, the trailer and I was kind of like, I don't know. Like, I was really hoping that it was going to follow the book a little bit more, but like I knew that like coming up to the trailer that it was going to drop a lot of stuff, like how in the book. Uh, in the first book, at least, like the gunslinger like drops the, Jake the kid, so he can follow the quest. And like the kid, so the kid falls and he's he dies, and like he gets a chance, he gets a second chance, uh, like uh, to get the kid, because he's like the kid's psychic and like kind of like psychic, like in the lost Stephen King's uh, stories, like how they are kind of like 
There's a bunch of psychic kids in this book, right? Yeah, there's yeah. like a even like the kid in The Shining is like a little bit psychic and. But I, with the way you were talking to me about it, I was hoping for like kind of like a Christopher Nolan darkness to it. Kind of this looks kind of prettier teenage movie, kind of like a, one of them a uh, young adult kind of divergence. Um, like it looks, and stuff. I don't know. Like I don't know how much they're going to push into like the Western feel. Which yeah. the first Dark Tower book had really, really had a lot. Of yeah, the it Western. didn't look like there's a whole lot of that either. And like it's, and then like as the book went on, like it went from like supernatural Western to more of like a. Uh, like post-apocalyptic feel to it when you come across like the mutants that have been yeah. underground stuff like that. Did you catch the little the little snippets from uh, the past Stephen King novels in the trailer? No, because I don't really watch a bunch of Stephen King stuff. Well, the the Shining. There's yeah. a picture of the Overlook Hotel on the the uh, what do you call it? This the uh, yeah the kids person. Is a psychiatrist or yeah. whatever. There's a picture of the Overlook Hotel from The Shining back there. And then when he's walking through the forest, it has a big thing about it says Pennywise, which was the name of it. And uh, it has like it looks like he's walking into a carnival area with some balloons and stuff. You see, there's like stuff that you're gonna lose though, like uh, with the way they're doing it, because like in the, the Drawing of the Three, which is the name of the second book, like he, where like he gets a second chance to get Jake like a like a Jake who like remembers dying, but also remembers not dying, and is like still living in like the New York that, of the eighties. I think he's from. So he has like these two conflicting memories going on. Like he's going crazy, and uh, like at one point, like he blanks uh, blanks out during a t- like while well, he's supposed to be taking a test at this like really at this high class prep school. Like when he comes to like he and he's like t- a little bit terrified when he gets called up because like he had, like r- apparently he had written out like some weird poem. That's like references to like the Dark Tower is like a, also like a there's a it's referenced in a poem like Roland is like a, it's a, I can't remember the name of the poem. So was that anything in the in the book? Child Roland to the Dark Tower is like what the poem is okay. called. Uh, but like the Pennywise, does is there anything like that in the book? There itself? is actually a I don't think it's it's not I don't think it's a clown, but there's like a vampire just like Pennywise okay. too that they come across like later on, like towards the very end of the series. Well, I mean, yeah, because it is actually a giant spider, yeah. and then but like, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was kind of cool because they threw back the Pennywise, and Pennywise was the name of it, and yeah. like there's a lot of cool horrific stuff that happens throughout the series. Okay, there's a I remember there's like one weird spot that there's no way they're gonna put in there where there's these robots. That are based on Harry Potter. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, they, they they have like their weapon is like they throw snitches. Oh, interesting. And like they're they basically like are like super damaging snitches. So it sounds like this this would be much better as like a, a Netflix series or something like that. I think. Yeah, like than, it'd be better than, than a movie. Just doing it like yeah. a movie or like a couple movies. Yeah, right. We'll do like Game of Thrones where they're doing a book every series season basically. But all right, uh, music wise, you haven't been listening too much no. this week. Uh, I have two songs I chose here, uh, just because I figured we should have something. Um, first one is LCD Sound System broke up for a while, and now they're back together. They were just on SNL a few weeks ago, and then they dropped these two singles. One is called American Dream, and this one is called The Police, and I dig this one. Oh, no. It's broken. It always does it on that first video now lately. <laughs> Loading, loading, loading. Keep those videos loading. One.
But yeah, it's like uh, seven minutes of kind of just driving sound and kind of like lose yourself kind of music. Yeah. Uh, I think they're going to be making a new album, and I'm excited for that, and hopefully can finally see them on tour because they broke up right when I got into them, and now they're back together. So, uh, Then the last one is Frank Ocean. Uh, he was singing on that slide song I played last week, so I downloaded his uh, soul, his recent album, and I really like the song uh, Pink and White. To the dry land, kiss the earth that birthed you, gave you tools just to stay alive and make it up when the sun is rolling. That's the same way you showed me, showed, you showed me love. Yeah, his his album's quite good. I, I like that song. It. Yeah, uh, he also has a one on there called uh, "White Cadillac," I think it's called, and Bony Bear is in the background of it singing. It's pretty good. Cool. Uh, all right, let's go into the music news. Oh, there we go. All right, just a few things. Um. Will Farrell was the commencement speaker at his alma mater, the University of Southern California. He ended his speech in an unconventional manner, launching into a rendition of Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You. And here is a, a snippet of, of, of that. Uh, right there. Doo, 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 doo. Don't listen to the critics, and you will figure it out. Class of 2017, I just want you to know you will never be alone on whatever path you may choose. If you do have a moment where you feel a little down, <laughs> just think of the support you have from this great Trojan family. And imagine me. Literally picture my face <laughs> singing this song gently into your ear. <laughs> if I should stay, I would only be in your way. <laughs> So I'll go, but I know I'll think of you every step of the way, and I will always love you. And he goes on for like 30 seconds. <laughs> Pretty great. I, he spoke for like 30 minutes there. That would be amazing. Yeah. 
live entertainment company Live Nation, which I don't really like, uh, is one of the leading players in the live music and concert industry. Numerous festivals around the world, including Bonnaroo, Lollapalooza, Reading Festival, and many, many more, are all organized under the Live Nation umbrella. Now, though, which I'm quite impressed with, uh, the company has announced an all-new, all-in-one ticket. The Live Nation Festival Passport that allows ticket holders to attend over 90 festivals uh, the company puts around the world. So that includes Europe and America. Uh, the passport runs $800 and allows the holders to attend festivals regardless if they are sold out. So like Bonnaroo, for instance, I got my uh, pre-sale ticket for 250 when normally it's about $400 all by itself. Yeah. So 800 bucks for over 90 festivals when every one of them runs about that $300 price range. That is a that's yeah. a steal actually. Yeah. Uh don't then you might have to deal with like camping passes and stuff like that the festivals you go to. But uh I'm going to seriously contemplate getting that next year and try and do a festival circuit cuz that would be amazing. That yeah. is that's a steal. Uh and even if the festival sold out you can still go in. So I don't know how that works. I don't either. But I guess it does. Yeah. Supposedly Live Nation. Uh, but yeah, that Live Nation basically Live Nation and Ticketmaster are like the monopolies of concerts, just like AT and T and Comcast and all them. Well, don't make me think of that. Let's try to be more positive. <laughs> oh <man>. yes, <laughs> uh, positivity. Because Netflix evidently doesn't have enough things for us to get excited about. They have announced that uh, they are working with Jim Henson Company to produce a ten episode prequel to the classic film The Dark Crystal. It'll be called The Dark Crystal: Age of Resistance. As any child of the 80s will remember, The Dark Crystal was an incredible mashup of puppetry, animatronics, and Henson imagination. Uh, Louis Lettier, probably best known for Now You See Me, uh, will be the executive producer and direct the series, and they have brought back Brian Froud, uh, who is the creative designer for both The Dark Crystal and Labyrinth. I was actually going to say, like, all right, so I've never seen that one, and I've never seen Labyrinth, so I always try to mix up the two. So, like, I was like watching when I was watching the short trailer for The Dark Crystal. I was like, so how are they going to do David Bowie? <laughs> so you've never seen The Dark Crystal nope. either? God, it's one of it's just fascinating movie. It's so weird and dark and awesome. Uh, it looks like there's like a lot of puppetry in it too. The whole the whole thing is puppetry. Yeah. Like, uh, f- frick, that's they had like fifteen people. 15 to 30 people all underneath the little like stage where they built everything and they're each doing like the f- plants that are moving and then like fizz gig running through the things oh god it's fascinating and then i think there's one guy controlling you know the the, the bird creature that came into the, the vulture picture. thing yeah yeah that's a skex a skexky a set set yeah skexky i'm assuming it's not a good guy because it had a no those are eye. the bad guys all right but uh yeah there's one guy inside that thing and he controls the face and i think somebody else is behind him doing the arms and stuff and then also there's like these gigantic kind of like uh, snail kind of creature things, and there's like three guys controlling all of those. Well, I did stop all. to watch a clip of uh, them doing this like stone fight, stone trial. I don't know, like there's a stone in there. Oh swords. yes, yes, yeah. And then they they shed the clothing off of the skexy, and then they yeah stone yeah. him. Yep, yeah. Those are the bad guys, and they creep the shit out of me when I was a little kid. <laughs> and then there's this one. Uh, I think her name's Olga or something like that. I can't remember what her name is, but her eye keeps popping out and stuff. She has to like pick it up with her hand and go look at things with it. She's scared the shit out of me. Her <laughs> boobs are like humongous as hell, and she's always nipping out. It's hilarious. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, that's a great movie. That um, that that was a total failure when it came out because they were the basically the labyrinth came out and they're banking on Jim Henson to do another one of those. But Jim Henson was like kind of in his dark place and very creative and craziness, and he had total flop. So it's it's one of the weirdest movies ever, but the greatest movie ever. So uh, we'll see what they do with that, and hopefully they don't ruin it with a bunch of CGI, because 
That is the greatness of the Dark Crystal. Is what so they could far, do. it looks like they have at least the Vulture thing down. Yeah, it looked a little off, but that's probably just the beginning of the puff. But yeah, then they showed like uh, them putting the face on the... Oh, yeah. I forgot what those things are called, but they're, there's like a whole... They're like a tree podlings or something or whatever, and they're, they're cute and great. But yeah, so they're actually doing yeah. puppetry, so that's cool. Uh, and then sad news on Wednesday night. So that'd be two weeks ago. Oh, yeah, May 17th. God, freaking two days ago. Uh, Soundgarden, Temple of Dog, and Audio Slave frontman Chris Cornell was found dead in Detroit. Uh, this morning, uh, through the lawyer, Cornell's family released a statement questioning uh, the Wayne County Medical Examiner's ruling that it, he had taken his own life. Uh, the family believes that if Chris took his own life, he did not know what he was doing and he was on some sort of substance that affected his actions. Uh, they said he was on Ativan, Ativan maybe, and uh, if you take too much of that stuff, then you become suicidal and lethargic and paranoid and weird. So I think that might have been the problem. But uh, what's weird is he was just here at Northern Invasion last weekend. Oh yeah, with Sound Garden. Yeah. So if we missed our last chance to see him last week, which sucks. Uh, musicians continue to pay their tributes to Chris Cornell, who had performed with Sound Garden in Detroit shortly before his death. Audio slave bandmate Tom Morello, he is also part of Rage Against the Machine. Uh, he said, I love you, brother. Thank you for your friendship and your humor and intellect. You are singularly, your singular and unmatched talent. Uh, Courtney Love, goodbye, darling boy. Please say hi to all my loved ones. I cried for you today. Jimmy Page of Led Zeppelin, rest in peace, Chris Cornell, incredibly talented, uh, incredibly young and incredibly missed. Perry of Jane's Addiction, a shining voice in the music that left us in midnight. Uh, complex and gentle soul. Apparently, then, he'd been like he's been like fighting drug abuse off and on for years. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The same with uh, the other guy that just died of an overdose in Minneapolis last year. Um, part of uh, so it's Soundgarden. Who are the big '90s ones? Nirvana, Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, and um, fuck, I can't remember. What's his name? Do Stone. Stone, Stone, Stone Temple, Stone Temple oh, Pilots, STP. They, they, oh, they lost somebody too. Yeah, the lead singer of that band, he died of overdose uh, in in uh, Bloomington last year. Yep, in his tour bus. So yeah, all the all the '90s grungers, all in their drugs and stuff, are all catching up with them, I guess. Uh, then Elton John also said, shocked and saddened by the sudden death of Chris Cornell, a great singer, uh, songwriter, and the loveliest man. I was surprised all the different people that were saying stuff about him and stuff. Like he was, he was all over the, yeah, the music circuit. What is this? Is wild. I'm trying to remember what his name. I think is I think he did the music for uh, the first of like the new James Bonds with. Uh, oh my God! Yeah, which one did he do? He did uh, the one for Casino Royale. Uh, I can't remember which one that was. You know my name, or something like that. It's been a while. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. What was it called? Was it "You Know My Name"? Or? Yeah, it is right. "You Know My Name." Cause I remember that. Yeah. God, that was a while ago. That wasn't that the first one, Daniel. Craig yeah, that did? was the first with Daniel Craig. So. Forgot all about that. So yeah, Chris Cornell passed away. Yeah, I, I was really gonna go to Northern Invasion too, but it didn't work out because I had a wedding last last uh, last weekend too. Should have uh, blamed the people at the wedding. Like, what do you do? You made it so you I made missed me Chris miss Cornell. Him. 
Uh, Scott Weiland was the one that died uh, uh, last year from Stone Temple Pilots. So, yep, the 90s is officially over, I guess, right? The grunge scene? Well, it's been, it's been oh, I mean, well, the no, 90s everybody has been wanted over the grunge scene, but yeah, yeah, so now it's just Pearl Jam kind of fronting that one, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that is all the news I got. You got anything? I do not have any news. All right, let's go to our fun weekly theme. theme the theme for this week is um create a soundtrack fill in the blanks create a soundtrack something like that uh we both saw guardians of the galaxy last uh before the last show or whatever and we love that idea of putting music into the movie and uh, just like your oddball music kind of that you don't yeah. normally see in action movies and then just in time for alien covenant carlos recommended let's do aliens so we took aliens and put our own soundtrack to it it's a lot harder than I thought it was going to be just because I'm a f- perfectionist when it comes to this kind of stuff and, like, syncing things up. So I'm sitting here with the video playing there and trying to find songs uh, and I was like, scenes and everything. What song do I want? I'll choose that one and that one and that right, one and that right. one. Now let's find what scenes do I want to <laughs> That's probably the easiest way to do it. I, I wasted way too much time trying to think this out. But uh, so I think we should do it where we just do a group of songs and uh, talk about them. Right. Would you like to go first or should I go first? Yeah, I can go first then. Okay. So uh, my first choice is going to be uh, Bad Company for uh, played by Bad Company. And it's going to be like one of the space rings and everybody are waking up and they're getting their shit together. So, yeah, Bad Company. Rebel souls, deserters we are Chose a girl and threw away the sun. Now these towns, they all know our name. Six guns Yeah, that definitely fits that. Like, uh, it's kind of works both ways in the fact that they're not the greatest uh, company of Marines. <laughs> and also, the company they're working, working for, Whalen Yutani, is definitely not a definitely good company. Not. Right, right. Uh, and, like, uh, just keep going then? All right. Yeah. So, and then my next uh, song I have is going to be uh, Don't Fear the Reaper by Blue Oyster Cult. And this one's going to be playing. Uh, so like this is when uh, Ripley and Newt are and are like in the same room and like they're like going to sleep for the night and I think it's like when Bishop's going off to the tower and they're just trying to hold tight for the night and uh, Burke uh, I don't know if he like let the alien in or like he just I know he for sure knows that there's like one of the face yeah in that he room. turns the TV off so make yeah. sure nobody sees it too yeah so. Uh, so don't fear the Reaper's playing during that. And like at one point in time, like uh, Ripley's like banging against the glass, and like so it's gonna actually be playing in that room. Yeah. <laughs> so like when they're banging against the glass, like it's it's muted. Yeah. <laughs> you see. Yeah. So yeah. I love that you chose this part of it. 
when that la 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 part comes, I hope it's when the the face hugger like goes around her neck and it's like <laughs> just trying to pull it off and stuff. All right, uh, my next one is going to take place. Uh, it's going to be Killer Queen from Queen, and what other better place to have Queen playing than when they're in the nest with the alien queen and she has the flamethrower. So yeah, Killer Queen. She keeps them away, Shonda, in a pretty cabinet. Cake, she says, just like Marie Antoinette. A building a remedy for Chris Job and Kennedy. At any time, an invitation you can't take. Caviar cigarettes, well burst in etiquette. Extraordinarily nice. She's a killer queen. Remember playing that one on GarageBand? Yeah, I think that so. was that was yeah. such a fun one to play on there. And like, uh, just just as it's like she's burning all the eggs, and yeah. like they get out, like say we're from her, you bitch, and all that. <laughs> oh no, wait, never mind. That, that's a, that's uh, that's the coming part. in your next scene. Yeah, but like by the way, I do want to say like all mine like are going to be taking place kind of like with Guardians, like where they have like the music actually playing. Yep, yep. Like uh, so, like there would be like some sort of headset. Maybe Newt has one on or something to try to keep <laughs> calm or something. Because I don't know. Like it would depend. Uh, depending on the scene, like a uh, bad company would be playing, like somebody would like, I don't know. I'm assuming they'd use t- tape decks in the future of this. this oh yeah, weird alien in this future, kind of future for future. sure. Uh, does anybody wake up before them? Like, is anybody awake before them? You know, the robot up? should probably be awake first. Yeah, if I'd he probably, is, he probably, no. he'll just probably push it in. We'll say the robot's awake. No, probably like as soon as they wake up, somebody like, just slams their hand to the side, like starts the tape, and like that could starts. be. Yes, that would work. Uh, my next one is also a Queen song because they're still fighting the alien queen. It's uh, Don't Stop Me Now from Queen, and it's uh, Mech Suit Ripley versus the alien queen. So don't stop me now. Garage door opens up. Don't stop <laughs> me because I'm having a good time. Having a good time. Shooting star leaping through the sky like a tiger defying the laws of gravity. Changes the whole scene. Exactly like Shadow of the Makes it so much better. If you have the music playing in the scene like that, I assume the music kind of just fade, <laughs> fades away when the suit falls off her and she crawls back up out of the yeah. yeah. Maybe like there was actually like built-in speakers on it for yeah, working. definitely, definitely yeah. because yeah, she comes out of like the hole where the alien falls yeah. out and the mech suit falls down. So yeah, I assume it just kind of <laughs> fades out into yeah. the background. That'd be <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and then uh, to finish it off. Uh, oh, by the way, I do want to say that mech suit that she wears was the coolest thing ever I saw as a kid. Like wow. Definitely. 
That's like that's a badass thing. And like uh, apparently you can like even kind of do that nowadays. Like they're still working on stuff like that. But the uh, cool. your your final song here it is like perfect for yeah. the end of this movie, especially the credits rolling. So it's, it's all over. <laughs> Everybody's about to, ready to to go into cryo sleep or whatever. And uh, what are what better song to have than "All I Have to Do Is Dream" by the Everly Brothers. <laughs> Dream, 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 dream when I want you in my arms when I want you and all your charms whenever I want you. All I have to do is dream, 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 dream when I feel playing during the credits I can make you mine. that makes it turn into a david lynch movie for sure like i did uh fucking uh twin peaks and yeah. i also did uh blue velvet and stuff like that i feel like that might be in the end of blue velvet actually in the credits maybe really it might be that might be where i'm pitch- i'm picturing it from something like that but yeah <laughs> that's a good choice for the final one all right, my slew of songs here. Uh, so I definitely wanted one for the beginning cr- opening credits because uh, it starts out with a blah, blah, blah production, a James Cameron movie, and then it's like yeah. Sigourney Weaver, next name, next name, next name, and then Alien pops up. Had to find the right song for that one. So it took me a while. But uh, if you take Echo and the Bunny Man, The Killing Moon, and right after the, the 20th Century Fox plays out, press play, and it kind of has this windy fade into the song, and then it should start out, so... And then it kind of transitions right to the ship, and it's kind of perfect. The credits fade. The correct speed with the song. I like it. Also going and would that like uh, be playing as like they're starting to cut into the chamber where like she's sleeping or I yeah, it, yeah it kind of works out perfectly where there's still some more credits and then it's finally director Kate yeah. James Cameron and the song goes into the guitar solo part kind of yeah. like it, I, it's amazing how perfectly it worked out but uh, I was trying to go for all songs that kind of had that same kind of weird feeling yeah. to it because this movie has such a distinct 80s futuristic yeah. feel and all these songs have like a distinct 80s like not quite radio friendly feel to them. And that one was used in Donnie Darko, so it kind of just fits a movie feel perfectly. Uh, my next one, I've been—I didn't even know this was the Cars, and I'd never heard it before. But uh, I really love this song, and I had to find a place for it. So the song is called "Moving in Stereo," and uh, when they first arrive to the planet, every, everybody and they uh, fly down in the plane and then drive the car off, and then they yeah. have to go inside the place. I have it so it starts out right when the door opens and they come out of the car. And uh, let's see here. 
also has that weird sci-fi 80s feel to it for yeah. sure but i did not, I, i've never heard that song before you've never heard it either no. no yeah it was randomly played at the bar one night uh do you know what the cars also do uh let the good times roll she's oh, yeah. my best friend's girl oh yeah i've uh, heard of the cars before yeah, but yeah, yeah. but yeah I'd, I'd never heard that song i love uh, the, that song. Uh, i also want like yeah you, uh so matt was playing the uh, a clip from the movie uh, yeah. at the same time and like it was matching up perfectly it was like <laughs> that could have been like a music video for the song definitely like dystopian yeah. future and weirdness and stuff yeah uh, so yeah I, I don't know that one i randomly played too at that scene i'm like oh that that works quite yeah. good uh, I too did Newt and uh, Sigourney Weaver Ripley stuck with the hand thing. Uh, this is The Forest by The Cure. And basically you have to start it when uh, he turns off the TV basically. And then there's kind of this ominous look inside there before they go back to Ripley and them. And then it kind of picks up again when they're in the room together with the, the thing before they light the fire to get everybody there. But uh, here's The Forest by The Cure. <laughs> song picks up kind of when she starts it on fire there and then when uh michael bean gets in the scene he's like yeah. shoot it out and he jumps to the window it kind of just works perfectly when they're trying to yank the stuff off their necks and everything but yeah the, so that one worked good too yeah uh then i also did like you where there's two that i just couldn't give up a cure song for yeah so this one i showed carlos before we got here i, t- I had to take a video of it because i just randomly started playing this song when sigourney weaver is running through the maze of the nest and everything trying to find newt down there and uh, when she picks up her like bracelet or something and she starts crying, I'm like, oh my god, this song actually works quite well. And then she finds Newt, and I'm like, oh my god, it's working really well. And then when she comes up to the queen itself, it's like, wow, everything's right on cue. 
And then right after the song ended, like it was as they were leaving the nest, the song ended and faded out and stuff. And I was like, oh my God, that's awesome. So uh, here is the cure. It is called Burn. And this is, also, this is off the Crow soundtrack. So that's another one where it kind of went to a movie too and worked perfectly. So. It doesn't matter how you like the drum beats and everything whenever yeah. the queen was like looking at her just her little minions and stuff like yeah that was just cool i was so excited i was so excited how that song synced up uh then finally i also did uh sigourney weaver in the mech suit because that scene's just so awesome. iconic iconic and perfect and uh, i wanted to go think about this song a little bit more because i was like evil woman by elo that might be really good or something but then i was like oh let's go for nazareth uh, hair of the dog because it's just like now you're messing with that son of a bitch and uh, you start this song right when the door opens up and it kind of works out perfectly too so uh, here's this but it's one of the worst videos I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was our theme, yeah. and I really, really liked that theme. Yeah, it was fun. I got a little stressed out there for a second, but then I was like, no, this is We really both fun. had, like, ver- like our, the way we t- were taking the movies were very different ways. Like, you were yeah. really keeping that dark tone yep. for most of the vet. Like, it, mine was, like, a little, <laughs> was really making a little bit goofier. Well, you were going for the Guardians feel, for yeah. sure. And like, uh, I, I, I liked how both of them turned out, though. I... I I think it'd be so much fun to pick soundtracks for movies. Like that was one of my dream jobs at one point. I think, oh god, it'd be so cool. Uh, so yeah, that that was our that was our theme. Uh, to close out the show today, uh, I think we should uh, give Chris Cornell some uh, some loving. So here is Black Hole Sun. <laughs> Disposed in disguise. 
guess this isn't a bad song to when they're going to hypersleep either. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us on this week's episode of Soundwave. Uh, new episodes are released every other Thursday. The theme for our next show is... I got one. You do? I do actually have nice. one. Nice. What I, is it? So I was watching... Uh, I, right before, like a little while before we started the show, I was watching something on uh, Blade Runner, the music and the sounds in Blade Runner, like just how like Evangelis is amazing. Oh, it, he, he was insane. Like yeah. I, I, I wish I could remember which, who uh, the author of the video was, but like basically, like he would like do, uh, he'd watch the scene on his like little CRT TV, and then he would do the song on the spot. And it wasn't the, actually Vangelis doing it though; it was some guy covering. It Vangelis. was the piano per- whoever was on the panel, whoever oh. was doing the music for. Yeah, it. Vangelis. Yeah, it was, and he had this insane setup that he was doing this for. Really? And as, as much as possible, they tried to go with the first take that he was doing. So was this live? It was a, like, it was a, like, was this live, or where was it? What is the video? No, it was just a video. Like, they had some clips of him, like, sitting with this... Oh, okay. With this, apparently, this uh, this uh, p- special keyboard that was, like, apparently, you can't... That they discontinue a certain You'll have to send this amazing, video to me, yeah. because that sounds amazing. It was. And, uh, like, I think that we should do... Uh, well... That was just why I decided that I think we should maybe do cyberpunk songs. Cyberpunk songs. Yeah. I don't know if we've done that before. No. Yeah. So that'd be kind of like your, uh, what, what's that, uh, da, 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 so, the band you, you play where it's like the superhero stuff. He kind of does some, like cyberpunk, steampunk songs, basically, are you talking about? Well, no. Cyberpunk is uh, kind of like that future. It's all, like kind of the robotic kinda, stuff. Kind of like, like uh, Daft Punk. Something like Daft okay, Punk okay. stuff and all like, right. uh, yeah. Okay. Cyberpunk. So there's more a little bit more like electronics uh, noises sure. going there. So okay, I can yeah. do that. I can do that for sure. I got a lot of that stuff. All right, cool. Yeah, we'll do that. So the theme for the next show is cyberpunk. Uh, for updates and more information about Soundwave and our other shows, go like us on Facebook at Blind Ninja Studios, or you can follow us on Twitter at Blind Underscore Ninja. Flagship Show Department of Defense is still live every Sunday evening. Come join in the fun at BlindNinjaStudios.com/live. This show and all of our other ones are available to stream on our website at BlindNinjaStudios.com or you can subscribe on iTunes so you never miss an episode. Uh, if you just can't get enough of Soundwave and Blind Ninja Studios, you should help support us. At the bottom of our homepage, click on Patreon and sign up. works like a monthly donation service where you can pledge any amount that works for you, even as low as a buck. Also, if you're doing your shopping on Amazon, don't forget to stop by our homepage first and click on the Amazon link at the bottom. When you do all your shopping on there and check out, Amazon just kicks a little bit of money towards us and it doesn't cost you anything else. It's really cool. Do it. Uh, questions, comments, any kind of feedback. Any kind of feedback, email us at feedback at blindninjastudios.com or even easier, message us on Facebook. Uh, we'll see you again in two weeks.